in April, I had my best month with 70k. Many people wish they could make in a year. You made that in one month. I was really looking humbler. Does it freak you out? Think less and do more. My name is Adriana. I'm 23 years old. I'm from Germany. And I started my OnlyFans uh, in February last year, so 2022. And um, I wanted to start my OnlyFans two years earlier, but uh, it didn't work out with the verification. Like in Germany, they don't um, get the normal ID. They want to have the passport, and I didn't figure it out. But after two years, like last year, I just... Um, get my passport, tried it again, and then everything worked out. And then I started. Just so everybody has some context, what is your current percentage on OnlyFans right now? Uh, right now it's 0.5, I guess, and the best was 0.2. Those are some huge numbers. And so right before I hit the record button, you were just telling me you're, you're going to clear a $50,000 month. Is that accurate? Yes, but not only on OnlyFans. Like in Germany, I run three pages. Um, we have the German version of OnlyFans. It's called Best Fans, and the French version, version uh, MYM. And every page together makes like fifty to seventy k a month. <laughs> Those are some pretty uh, huge <laughs> numbers. How do you, how do you kind of manage all those different pages? Last year, I started with an agency, but they wanted to have 70%, and wow. I had like 30%. I was thinking about, okay, should I do it? And then um, I got to the point um, where I um, done it because I wanted to see all the tricks and how I can promote myself, uh, because I already knew, okay, I can do it by myself, but I need um, a line of what I can follow. And we started then. Uh, after one month, I quitted with them and they wanted to steal my account and didn't want to pay me. And we didn't make that much money, like 1K or 1.5K. <laughs> wow. Then I got a guy who get me the account back. So I still have my same account since last year. And yeah, after that, um, I didn't have enough fun and joy to do OnlyFans because they were so strict with what I have to do and um, I didn't have the creativity but after August I started with a new agency yeah had like worked from 8 in the morning until 3 in the night for a few weeks it was pretty tough let's kind of get deeper into that so this agency because there's a lot of stories out there with creators that, you know, they tried to hire an agency, it went all bad, they lost money, they lost the account, the agency, you know, all these different things. What yeah. do you think um, creators should look look out for if they're thinking about hiring an agency or something like that? Like, what are some red flags? Like, what are some things to stay away from um, if you're looking for an agency? A big red flag is when they have full access to your account, like when they want to get the two-factor authentication on their own. So they can change the bank account, they can change like everything without you notice noticing. Um, that was like in the beginning, 
just for the the creators that that didn't pick up on that two-factor authentication is basically uh, a safety where creators can recover their account in the event somebody steals the account or in the event that they lose the account you can use two-factor authentication to make sure that you exclusively have the ability to get back into your account and what you're saying is agencies that want that two-factor authentication basically gives all the control to them and they can basically steal your account at any time is that is that what you mean yes and also the money like they gotcha. can check bank um information they can also big red flag is when they want to put their own bank inside of it like I don't know how it's in other countries, but in Germany, it's like when you have your name uh, on the OnlyFans account or another account, um, it's your income. Like it's the income from the model. So you have to pay taxes for it. But when you have your name on it and another bank account, you still have to pay taxes on that amount of money. And it's a little bit tricky when the the agency is getting all of the money and um transferring it to you and it's a little bit fishy so i would not recommend that so so what are some things you know if if there's a creator watching this and she's you know curious about hiring an agency or things like that um what are some things that she should look for to know whether or not an agency is legit i would say that she has to ask um what the agency is doing like what kind of promotion on what kind of social media channels um what kind of content do they want like some of them are also really pushing you for content you don't want to do um so i think the best it's to get a good communication with them and also the percentage like it has to be fair gotcha okay so now um Take us through what is a what does an average day look like for you? Like from the time you wake up till the time you go to bed, what what does your day look like? I wake up between six and eight, and then start with um, my breakfast, get myself ready. <laughs> it's pretty chilled. Then I do some TikToks, like I make ninety to one hundred TikToks in two hours, so it's pretty easy for me. I just do it one day for the whole week. So I know for, for creators that are listening to this, watching this episode, they're going to be really stuck on the fact that you just said you make 90 to 100 TikToks. I just reply to comments. So I do some trends. I have some videos with some trends. Um, I'm not giving a fuck of the quality of the video. <laughs> I'm really just getting my phone out, recording myself, and then... I got the video, I posted it, and when I see, okay, I get some comments on it, I just reply to the comments with the video. I make 10 or 15 seconds, and then I'm just like flipping around, like, okay, one, ready, next, ready, next, ready, and then I'm changing my outfit, making the next videos, and it's pretty easy. Like, I don't, I have my, I turn my mind off. That's an extremely good strategy for volume and just for the creators that might be confused you're not actually getting into the comment section and replying to comments what you're doing is creating video responses to those comments so that you can actually create content and be productive by responding to those comments and that's how you can do so much content so quickly because a lot of times it's not about trying to find the perfect video to go viral it's just about volume 
and putting a ton of videos out there. Would you agree with that? Uh, yes. And also, I TikTok changed in the last year. Like last year, uh, it was more about quality, more about trending videos. And now TikTok want to become more like YouTube, more personal. So you create your own brand, you reply to comments in the video, you make vlogs or get ready with me and everything like that because you they really want you to get personal with your followers. So the algorithm likes it when you're posting daily and when you're posting with your face and really trust them. Yeah, that's one thing I try to, you know, really, I think a lot of creators have a hard time sort of breaking the habit for the creators that kind of got on board, you know, 2020, 2021. And kind of the main strategy at that time was doing all the little thirst trap videos and the dances and all that kind of stuff, um, which these social platforms are really starting to throttle down accounts that are fully thirst trap videos and, and you know, stuff like that. Whereas you're taking an approach that's super fast, super simple. It allows you to create a ton of content. You don't ha really have to think about anything. You don't have to dress up. You don't have to do all this stuff. You just pull out your phone, reply to comments, and that's it. Simple, easy, basic. And that's something that I also try to, to try to explain to creators is to not overcomplicate the process. What other kind of suggestions or, or things would you say for creators that are kind of struggling with, you know, Instagram Reels, TikTok, and that kind of stuff? Instagram Reels, I'm not so into it. I'm trying to get into it now. But uh, with TikTok, it's you really have to turn your mind off and that or your brain off. Like everyone knows something or a lot of something. Like I know a lot about astrology and I use um, this information I have to get some polarizing videos. Like I was saying, oh, I'm really into Leo's because of this and that. And oh, I don't want to date and ca a cancer because they're really like so clingy. I don't like it. And then uh, the guys are thinking of, oh, I'm a cancer. Why don't you want to date me? And they're thinking of it, replying with a comment, and then the video gets viral because it gets a, gets a lot of traffic. And I think everybody has something what they know a lot of. That's what we're inside of it. You're basically creating these little videos that people may agree with or they may have some extreme you know, problems with what you're saying, which is a good thing because then they're going to start, you know, arguing in the comments, engaging with the video, saying they agree, saying they disagree. And that's ultimately going to, you know, help the video get additional exposure and views. Um, I think that's a really good tip for a lot of creators out there is to use controversy. And like you said, everybody knows information about one topic or another. So ask yourself, you know, how can you use the, you know, the thing that you specialize, the thing that you know, your job, whatever it is, everybody knows something and there's some way that you can use that information to get creative and either create some kind of controversy around it, a topic, you know, something like that to where people can really, you know, get fired up and, 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 and things like that in the comments. Um, I think it's a brilliant strategy and I, I think the way that you set everything up and the way that you create your content is, is perfect. Um, both for volume and for, you know, having that strategic, uh, <laughs> you know, the strategic <laughs> type of content that's really going to get people fired up. Um, what other kind of tips would, would you suggest? 
I would also say that everybody has to be authentic. Like they're buying your brand. They they want to buy your person. Nobody, everybody's around and want to get their money into something. And when you're real, when they see, oh, yeah, you are this kind of person where I want to get my money into, it's perfect. And the other thing is uh, when you're trying to make longer videos, a good thing is um, telling them something about your dating experience. You can make like part one, part two, part three. And I, I make my videos like um, about my real life. So I'm not going to imagine something. I'm really like saying, oh yeah, I dated an um, ambulance man and this is how it ended and this is how it's going and this was good, this was bad. And they want to hear you. They want to hear your voice, they want to hear your story, and they're really into it. And then you can create a really nice audience who are more into spending more money because they think they know you or they get to know you better. Everything you're saying are actual marketing skills that a lot of people take a really long time to learn, but it sounds like you just have this kind of intuition and understand these things uh, on a pretty deep level. Uh, di did you kind of have to learn these marketing skills or does, does it just kind of come naturally to you? Like, how did you learn how to do all of that? I use TikTok um, now since February last year. And first of all, I get um, some TikToks to recreate from the agency. And then I started to do it on my own and just try some things and saw, okay, this works well. This is not working good. And one time I was replying to a comment um, they asked me about dating experience uh, with a farmer. And I was really, my words were so hard. I was saying like, oh, I just dated a farmer one time and I would never do it again because they was uh, smelling like shit. <laughs> and then, and then it, it blows up and everybody was commenting and I was like, ah, yeah, now I understand this is how I'm going to use TikTok now. Yeah, I, th I mean, I think it's great. And I think a lot there's a lot to be learned from what you just said. I mean, I don't want creators to just, you know, blow over this conversation and just keep doing what they're doing because what you're saying really is the key to, to, to TikTok is to, you know, create content in the way that you're doing. By the way, if you want to learn the best systems and strategies to grow your social media and really level up your skills to get more fans consistently, be sure to check the link down in the description below, or you can scan the QR code on the screen here. Remember, average skills are going to give you average results, and average is not going to pay your bills in this business. It's up to you to master these skills and learn how to properly promote your account if you want to see real long-term success in the business. And now back to the podcast. We were going to do this podcast um, a little while back, but you were traveling at the time. You, I think you were in Bali at the time, right? How, how was that? I decided to go to Bali in January for the first time. It was really bad. The whole month was so bad. I get sick for uh, 10 days and everything was so hard. And then in April, I decided to come back again with some friends. It was like the best time of my life. Um, it was so nice because I also um, had the space to take some days offline. So we spent five nights on a small island without phone, laptop, and Wi-Fi with nothing, like just with us. And uh, my business was still running good. 
like in April, I had my best month with 70k, and I just took one week off. Wow, <laughs> it's pretty good. Seventy thousand. So that that's what many people wish they could make in a year. Um, you made that in one month <laughs> with with everything that you're doing, which is pretty insane. You know, for the normal person to wrap their brain around. Is there ever times where like you're traveling or you're out and people like recognize you from your OnlyFans or from, you know, TikTok or whatever? Yeah, one time I went to a beach up in Bali and um, met a few guys. They were talking German and I just jumped into the conversation. And then one guy said, oh, I know you're from TikTok. And I was like, shut the fuck up. We're in Bali. Where? <laughs> Why do you know me from TikTok? Because my TikTok is just in Germany. And also when I'm in Bali, um, I use my German SIM card and everything is showing up in Germany. So <laughs> I was pretty confused. And now um, he's my tattoo artist. Like I got these tattoos from him after it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's a pretty nice story. And yeah, sometimes I meet some people um, who recognize me from TikTok or some of my friends have dates and the dates are talking about me like they're saying oh i follow one girl on instagram or on telegram and she's like really blowing up and then they show them my face and they're just like oh i know this girl <laughs> does that kind of does it freak you out when people you know recognize you in real life or do you feel like it's pretty cool i like it like <laughs> i'm living in a small town in germany so everybody knows you and every time when i go to the gym like everybody recognizes me sometimes they text me oh i saw you in the gym and i didn't want to talk to you but i really like you and yeah like most of the people ask me if i get um bad resonance if they're talking bad to me but i don't get something bad i because i think i'm really living authentic like I'm not doing OnlyFans because I want to do money. I do OnlyFans because I have a lot of fun with it. And when the people see, okay, she's doing a lot of money and she's looking good, she has a lot of fun and joy with her life, it's really authentic, then they're not uh, likely to speak bad about you. But I don't know how they speak behind me, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, at the end of the day, you're living a lot better than than many other people um and things are going really well for you right now but before you before you got into OnlyFans, you, did you have other success like this or was was yeah. it hard up until this point how how did that look um before i've done OnlyFans, i was working working as a cashier like my whole life i was different to others because i always said what I wanted to say I always have done what I wanted to do and um didn't fit in like this yeah I was always special and um for me it was just like I have to find the right thing to do to express myself and I tried a lot of um remote things I tried to uh, do something with trading or in a coaching but it doesn't fit good for me put it good for me and then only friends come to me and it was really hard in the beginning like i i can't say it was easy from the scratch it was pretty hard and i was uh thinking about quitting in march this year because i just made like 1k in two weeks and it was like oh how can i live from that 
because I'm I have to pay taxes, I have to pay for a lot of things, and I'm so happy that I didn't quit. And yeah, after this, everything really blows up. Interesting. So you so you kind of had the sort of entrepreneurship bug or the entrepreneurship mindset long before you got into OnlyFans. It was kind of just a matter of time until you eventually found, you know, the right thing that was a good fit for you. And that just happened to be uh, OnlyFans when it came along. Do you think you still would have found something else if you never found OnlyFans? Yeah, I think so. I'm really open. Um, when the right thing, like I like to um, try new things. I also don't think that I'm going to do OnlyFans for the rest of my life. It's just for a time period, and then let's see what's going to happen next. <laughs> so, what do you think is kind of like the next thing? Do you have Do you have other businesses in mind that you want to start, and you're kind of using OnlyFans to build your money and and move in that direction, or what What's uh, What does the future hold for you? I'm trying to go um, into the Airbnb business. And, um, yeah, a lot of money when I make, I'm giving it to my family so they can um, live joyfully and have more time to do some things they love. Um, so I want to make something what get me passive income, so like the Airbnb business, and maybe helping some other people um getting their business done. Like my mother want to get uh, her own um, hotel. So she want to make something like a bed and breakfast for 20 person. And when I made this kind of money, I can buy her a hotel and then she can do it. It's amazing. Now. So what did your family think of your OnlyFans business at first? Did they support you right away or did it take some time? Um, in the beginning, uh, I talked about just with my sister and my brother, and they were just like, okay, just do what you want. Um, but I hide it a little bit for my mother because I didn't know how she would react. And then my sister talked to her, and she's, she thought uh, <laughs> I'm selling my body like, uh, like in real life uh, for sex. <laughs> and she was just like, oh, don't tell me more, don't tell me more, I want to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and so she yeah. didn't really understand what OnlyFans was at that time, right? And she wouldn't talk with me about that. Like my sister was talking with her, and my sister didn't use the right words, I guess. <laughs> and gotcha. uh, but this year I talked with her a few months ago, um, and then I was really um, talking transparent about everything, what I do there, how much money I gain, and. She was really, really like, go girl, go. I will support you. I will um, just take a time of work. I'm going to make you something to eat and clean everything up so you have more time to work. She was really into it uh, in a positive way. Wow, that's super awesome. Yeah, there's it, there seems to be like a lot of creators where some of them are like, you know, in your position where, you know, it might be a little bit weird at first, but then ultimately you know, your family supports you and, and cheers you on. And then there's other creators where, you know, their family are really, really against it. It seems like most families come around eventually, um, but for some it takes much, much longer than others. Um, what do you, 
what do you feel like is the hardest part uh, with OnlyFans? I guess in the first, it's the motivation to do everything because um, the first thing in my mind was, okay, I just have to do some photos, some pictures, some video, and it's done. But then the reality hits and <laughs> you see, oh, I have to get traffic. Oh, I have to get a little bit creative because, okay, I can do like every time this post, but then the followers will, the subscribers will go. And um, I guess you have to really get out from the hard part of getting everything together and more into the, okay, what can, can I learn to um, improve every part of my business? So, um, yeah, I guess that's the hard part in the beginning. And then um, it gets easier and easier and faster, like with the TikToks I create. Were those numbers accurate that I mentioned earlier? Are you you're doing 90 to 100 per day or is that like on your best day? You do that many and then other days it's not quite as much. Like I'm just doing TikToks one time a week and then I'm really um, hustling through it. I, I do my one to two hours TikToks. It's, you have to laugh about that. You have seven days a week and you just put one hour or two hours a day to, to do that. Like nobody can tell me, oh, I can't do that. Oh, I have no time for that. Look, my day is pretty, you see how much um, income I make. And I'm, I have people who work for me. I have uh, a lot of things to do. My day is every day pretty scheduled. Like um, I'm going away from Germany. I have a lot of appointments um, for the taxes to go out from here to get my LLC in the US and everything like that. And I still manage it to do my TikToks, to do my content, to do the content my chatter needs to um, make Instagram and to figure some new things out to get more money. Um, like, for example, um, I made one TikTok where I was saying, oh, if you want to be my filming partner, if you want to make content with me, you have to um, stand up at least 30 seconds. So there are a lot of people who are telling me, oh, I want to be your, um, I want to make content with you. And I was thinking about, okay, how I can make something out of it and created a type form and there were like 5k people who wanted to, <laughs> to <Cool>. come <laughs> and it was for free. Like they, they signed in for free and I didn't can look through 5,000 uh, type forms. Wow. <laughs> so you're always thinking of new creative angles and different things to, to really optimize every part of your business and figure out, okay, here, here's what people are asking for. How can I put a spin on that? Or how can I put an angle on that to where it's going to benefit everybody and I can make as much money as, as possible from that situation? That, I mean, I think that's a true entrepreneur's mindset is where you're literally thinking every time, you know, you're in the shower, you know, evening, whatever, you're, th well, what if I did this? What if I did that? What if I, you know, what if I create a, a type form where people can go through? And I think that's, super super impressive and i think that's where a lot of creators go wrong or struggle is they kind of go into it thinking like oh yeah i can just you know put only fans on my instagram and i'm just going to get all these subscribers and all this stuff and that's not the reality at all i mean you're literally working you know a lot of hours and you're still thinking about different things even when you're not working to make your work better <laughs> 
<laughs> would you would you agree with that? Five percent. Like always, I'm always thinking about everything because uh, I have like my sisters going through my Instagram messages, but I'm still also looking through it because I need to get some inspiration, some ideas. Okay, where can I set something new, or where I can try something new? New. Um, sometimes it's not gonna working out. Like I've tried to make a giveaway, giveaway to get more um, followers on Instagram, but yeah, it wasn't that good. Would not say like what the followers I have. There are not a lot of people who are doing this giveaway. So okay, I tried it out, and now it's gonna go aside beside because I it's not working like I want to do it. And that's a, that's another important point too, because really at the end of the day, I mean, you have to try dozens and dozens and dozens of different things to get one or two that actually work. And I think a lot of creators get discouraged. They try you know, three or four things, it doesn't work. And they say, oh, this, this business sucks. It doesn't work. I'm not going to, nothing works for me, you know, whatever. Right. When the reality is you have, there's the amount of effort and testing and trying different things and trying different strategies is a lot. And the, the large majority are not going to work. You just have to find those one or two that really work well. And that can really send you, send you into a good position from there. So it's, you know, you're really looking for that gold nugget um, with all the stuff out there and, and it, different things work for different people. So what works for you might not work for other people, but it's up to them to sort of experiment until they find those things that work. Yeah. It's also like, for me, it's TikTok is working pretty good. And for others, it's like Reddit or Twitter. I tried everything. Oh, last year was really tough because, um, with the agency, um, I knew, okay, they use Twitter, Reddit, and TikTok. And after I quit, I was looking through every page and trying it with Reddit, Twitter, and TikTok. But if you put your focus on three different sites, three different social medias, you can't be an expert of um, any of this. So I saw okay, TikTok has a lot of potential for me, so I'm going to just focus on TikTok and get an expert on it. So how I'm now, and um, now I'm on, in that position where I'm like, okay, I make a deal with someone who's making Reddit, and I'm just making some some content for them, and they're gonna um, promote me there, and they get some percentage. And for me, it's like side hustle. I think that's also another very very important important point that you brought up, which is to, um. You know, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the 80-20 rule, but whether you're familiar with it or not, you're using it in terms of finding the things that generate the most result and spending, you know, at least 80% of your time on the things that work and um, really going all in. Whereas a lot of creators, they might get really, really good results with TikTok, but then they're spending 80% of their time posting on Reddit, posting on Twitter, doing that, doing that. And they're losing all of their potential profit because they're trying to do all this other stuff that's not really generating the, the majority of their results. So I think that's a, a very important point with what you're doing and probably a big component of your success is you found the one thing that was working the best and you really dove into that and, and spent the majority of your time effort to, to become an expert at that one thing. And now you're in a really good position because of that. So I think that's super awesome. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's funny as we're talking because, you know, over the years, I've been doing internet marketing for a long, long time. And over the years, I've read, you know, countless 
uh, you know, marketing books, business books, sales books, all these different things. Uh, but as we're talking, you're telling me all these things that these books literally <laughs> over the course of 10 years, uh, you know, they teach all these different concepts and strategies and things. And you're basically doing all of that stuff. But d did you act, did you learn those things in books or did you just like this, this works? So this is what I'm doing. I've just uh, made my try and error. I didn't read anything. So you, so you really do have a natural intuition for marketing. Yeah, but um, I book I um have get your course in January or February, and I got a lot of information out of it. And I was just like um setting these things up uh what I learned from it. So you also have a lot of uh, marketing trips uh, tips inside of it, and I just used it. Um, that's another thing that a lot of creators struggle with is they're looking at information, looking at information, looking at information, looking at information. But at the end of the day, you have to look at information and then just execute and do the stuff and trust the process. And I think that's also a big thing that a lot of creators struggle with is trusting the process and, and overthinking it and looking at something and, oh, well, that might not work for me. So they start looking at other stuff, but they don't ever really just go all in and take action. So what, what, where did you sort of, um, when you, when you bought my course or when you joined the, the, the group, um, how did you have that sort of insight to just look at the stuff and say, you know what? All right, let's just do it and see what happens. And then it just kind of, kind of, you know, you built off of that. How did you have the insight to do that? Or what would you suggest to other creators that have this sort of analysis paralysis and they, they keep on looking, 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 but never really take action? For me, it's like really hard to look through things because I'm not motivated. But uh, when I set it up in my mind, um, before I brought your course, I was also looking through the internet, through YouTube. And first of all, in the German market, but there are not a lot of information in the German market. So I decided to go into the US market and um, hear the creators are some guys who um, get some tips for us and I was always um, looking one or two videos and then implementing this stuff into my page like setting up the OnlyFans page setting up uh, my Instagram so step by step and not like okay I have to get a lot of information and then it's so overwhelming that I'm like freezing cannot do something but Otherwise, with your course, it was different. I was looking through the whole course um, at first, like as I had my breakfast, I was um, looking through the course. And um, as soon as I finished it, I was um, setting my things up, like step by step, because I know everything you said, like from the beginning to the end. And now I had a, a line which I can follow follow in this uh, situation so I just started like implementing everything you were saying or not like everything but I was sorting out what I can do and what's going really fast for me to um, implement yeah I think that's what you just said there is is also a, a good point is to take the course and use that as kind of the 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 infrastructure the foundation but then you put your own creative spin on it you put your own creativity you adapted the the you know, the strategies and the techniques to work with your own personality and your own creativity and things like that, which I think is, is a good takeaway for creators who 
you know, because you can go step by step, but again, what works for one person might not work for somebody else. So you took that information, but you really modified it to, to work for you specifically. Um, so I think, I think that's a, a very key component is to not just, you know, do it as it as exactly as it is, but to take the information and apply it to yourself in a way that works for your own brand, your own, you know, personality and your own creativity and, and things like that. Um, so that's, that's great. I'm glad that you brought that up. You have this sort of entrepreneur minds mindset. You kind of look at all these different things and strategies and, and technology and apps and all this different stuff. What do you think about all of the, the new, you know, the AI and things like that? A lot of people are saying that all of this AI is gonna is going to take over OnlyFans and real models are not gonna, you know, they're gonna lose their jobs and all this stuff. What do you think is gonna happen with all the AI? Uh, it's not my theme actually, because I don't I'm not feared about it. Um, I have my audience. I know they love me for my person, and I could go into a war with them. They're always um, on my back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's okay. Just let them be. Just still do your own stuff. You're still gonna blow up and get a lot of money, I guess. To me, it's like you know, there's a lot of AI out there already that people are saying, oh, it's going to take my job, it's going to do this, it's going to do that, which might be true to some small degree. But in reality, the AI can, if you learn how to use it for you, rather than, you know, being scared of it or thinking it's a, a an opponent or it's going to steal your job, there's ways that you can utilize that, those, you know, that technology, the AI, different things that are coming out to actually help what you're doing and help your own brand and use it as a tool to, to help everything that you're doing. So I think, you know, there, there's creators that are on both sides. There's creators that want nothing to do with it. They're scared of it. They think it's going to take their job. And then there's creators that are saying, okay, how can this AI help what I'm doing? And I think sort of adopting that mindset is what's going to help creators get ahead um, rather than trying to, you know, pull a cover over their eyes and, and run away from it, but to really ask, okay, here's a new tool, here's a new AI, here's a new system. How can I actually use that to to help my business and what I'm doing? Um, which to me sounds like you sort of have that mindset uh, by default where you kind of just look at things and you're like, okay, how can I use this to, to my advantage? So it'll be, it'll be kind of interesting to see how that plays out over time because obviously AI is pretty, you know, it's still new and there's still a lot of stuff coming out. So we'll kind of see how that plays out, but um, what is what's something surprising about you that that most people, you know, most people don't know about you or would find surprising? Maybe that I'm doing really a lot of stuff. A lot of people are just thinking of, okay, she's living in Bali, living her life, um, going to the gym, doing some content, and that's it. But um, I guess that these um, entrepreneurship of thinking I have, it's really surprising for a lot of people. And they're really working a lot. And for me, it's really easy. It's not like I'm eight hours a day at work and it's so exhausting. It gives me energy. I work and I have more energy. And I can go to the gym and get a three-hour um, leg day and still have a lot of energy in the evening. And then I'm going back to work. And I guess that's going to surprise a lot of people. The average person, when they, you know, if they don't know anything about OnlyFans and they don't know anything about how this stuff works, 
and you know you meet them and they say what do you do for a living and you tell them oh i do only fans kind of the immediate assumption is that oh she's just an only fans girl she's lazy she just dances on tiktok you know she doesn't do anything important like does that does that kind of stuff frustrate you or how do you handle that those kind of assumptions i'm just laughing and say like okay when it's something that's what you think about that okay i can tell you something about it if you're open minded um and if not it's also okay i can understand them um like i'm always um multi-perspective thinking um i can send a lot of I can understand a lot of people and um, why they're thinking like they think or do things like they do it. I have one picture in my mind. Um, the last time or the time before I come back from Bali, I was at the airport and wanted to rent a car. And I was really looking homeless. <laughs> like my hair, my makeup, everything was so um, fucked up from the flight. My clothing, I was really smiling. I guess, and then with my backpack, with another backpack, I was going to the um, car point <laughs> and was getting my car. And I thought I was looking like a homeless girl who was getting her car. <laughs> so you can't see in anyone's face how much money they make, and I don't think that you should um, should know it because you're just uh, gonna um, put them into a box and say, "Oh God, she's making so much money." So. She's on a podest, or oh, he's making, she's making not that much money. Like it's, it depends what kind of person you are, and uh, it's also one thing what I want to say that if you're a bad person and you will earn a lot of money, you will get worse. You should first get into your um, inner thinking on your characteristics how you are to other people and how you are to yourself. Like, do you have self-worth or not? And then the money, what you earn, will um, make everything bigger. Like, are you a nice person? Be nicer. You'll be better. I agree with that 100% because there's a lot of people that say, oh, you know, money changes you. It can corrupt you. It can do all this stuff. It doesn't do any of that. It just makes you more of what you already are. Um, So that... That I definitely 100% agree with. How do you think like, you know, all this stuff that you're doing, because mental health is another big topic with OnlyFans where people have big opinions on both sides. What is your opinion on mental health? Do you think OnlyFans makes it better or worse? Well, it depends on you. So I can't say it um, in general. Uh, I think uh, it can make a lot of, your sexual health because when you create real sex tapes or solo content it's you can't make it that real like most of the time you're just like oh yeah i have to make this video i have to make this content and i think that this makes something with your mind and you have to be really um patient and reflecting and doing things so you can still be on a, a balanced way like um yeah getting to know your sexuality do something without the camera and uh, still date people but without um thinking of going to work you know <laughs> um i'm also journaling so i try to do it every day it's pretty tough sometimes i'm not doing it every day but 
I try to get my thoughts on paper. Um, I'm doing some rituals on new moon and full moon. So for the full moon, you're yeah, reflecting on, on the new moon. You're more setting intentions for the next two weeks. And um, there are always some questions you can uh, think about. And yeah, that are my rituals for every day and every two weeks. And that helps me a lot. Like, I feel really healthy and I'm not into depression or sad or something like that. I really like, okay, I feel good. <laughs> if people want to learn more about you specifically, what are kind of the best social media channels? I'll go ahead and link, you know, whatever your social media channels are below so people can check you out. But do you have any any ones in particular that, that uh, people can find you? So Instagram is always the best page and Telegram. Um, but I also have a podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It's in German, so it's a little bit hard for the US, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. What What's your podcast about? Um, my name on the podcast is Sexual Sense, and I'm talking about uh, about everything. Like I, I was in, in the beginning, I was um, thinking about just talking about sex and my experiences and my thoughts about it but then i was like oh i don't want to be so strict and i also have to say a lot of um i want to took my opinion on a lot of things so the the last question i like to finish off with is if you could give any piece of advice to your younger self what would that advice be think less and do more mm-hmm.